never ask the second favor when you've been refused the first. Understood? Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, host of the KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast, and today you get a bonus edition podcast featuring actor Robert Duvall. I got to speak with him last week via Zoom, because not only is The Godfather celebrating a 50th anniversary, but today, March 22nd, Paramount is releasing a 4K Ultra HD restoration, supervised by director Francis Ford Coppola of all three Godfather films, and that's something to celebrate. Now you have my number, I'll wait for your call. By the way, I admire your pictures very much. This year marks the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, the film adaptation of Mario Puzo's best-selling novel. Coppola was part of an American new wave of filmmakers trained in film schools, and the movie marked a bridging of new and old Hollywood. Coppola was under extreme pressure from the studio to deliver the picture it wanted. But Coppola fought to get the cast he'd chosen, especially Marlon Brando and Al Pacino, over such ridiculous studio choices as Robert Redford and Ryan O'Neill. Fortunately, Coppola held his ground, and the studio kept him employed. The result is one of the most perfectly crafted films in cinema history. It may not seem groundbreaking today, but back in 1972, it was. Coppola took what could have been a formulaic gangster film starring non-Italians and turned it into a portrait of Italian-Americans starring actors who actually looked the part. Some people objected to that portrait being of Italian-Americans involved in crime, but it is a world that did exist in New York at that time. Coppola also gave the film an unexpected warmth and artistry to contrast with the brutal violence of the mob world. It was a film expertly crafted from Gordon Willis's exquisite and richly shadowed cinematography to Nino Rota's hauntingly memorable score. Every face on the screen, from the extras at the wedding to Luca Brazzi to Mama Corleone, looked exactly right. Coppola wanted Robert Duvall to play Tom Hagen, the adopted son of Vito Corleone, and the actor was perfect. His performance is subtle and nuanced, a contrast to characters such as James Caan's volatile Sonny. But editors William Reynolds and Peter Zinner understood how to make every performance play as part of a great ensemble. They found exactly the right reactions and quiet moments to make Duvall's Hagen as memorable and effective as any of the more flamboyant characters. Duvall was doing a press day for Paramount's 50th anniversary release of the newly restored film, so he was in a mood to reminisce, first about his hometown of San Diego and then about The Godfather. San Diego, that's where I was born. Mission Hills, San Diego, California. Born to <laughs> the Grant Elementary School. But I have I don't get back that way much. My dad was uh, had gone to the Naval Academy when he was 16, and uh, he was we were stationed there several times in San Diego. I remember we used to go to the Marine base and watch a, a movie for a dime. <laughs> way way back, way back before. The Godfather or anything. So 50 years later, what do you feel most proud of about your work in The Godfather and about the film itself? Godfather 1 and 2 were great films and I, I'm so glad I could be a part of, be a part of them. You know, it's just uh, iconic filmmaking and part of the way to uh, 
Godfather one, I said, I know we're onto something very, very special, very special. I've only felt that twice and I felt it very strongly there. And that turned out to be right, you know, just a feeling. You go with feelings, you know. What was the other time? Lonesome Dove. That's the most iconic thing I'm, I'm approached on all over the all over the world, especially Texas. I went into the dressing room at Lonesome Dove. I said, boys, we're making the godfather of Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like most of, about playing Tom? What did you connect with in that character? Well, it's a good character. I mean, he, he, he melded in. I mean, he, he was uh, an adopted son, so he couldn't step over the line. I couldn't step over the line as an actor or, or as the character. And it was great to be part of the family, you know. I think in one of them, The Godfather 2, I got kicked out of the family, I think. I haven't seen the film in 25 years, since the last time it opened. And what was Francis Ford Coppola like as a director on that first film? Because I know he was dealing with a lot of pressure from the studio. Yeah, he thought he was going to be fired. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's uh, he was the way he always is. He wants to see what you bring. A lot of work with character actors, uh, directors that say, do this, 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 do this. But Coppola, he, he, he sets back and... And, and watches what, and listens and appreciates what you bring to the table. That's the way he works. And uh, that's why he's such a good director. He, he's good with actors. Just, he wants to see what you bring. He doesn't like dictate. With a performance like yours, that's really subtle and such a part of an ensemble. What role did the film editors, William Reynolds and, and Peter Zinner play in kind of finding all those perfect little moments to highlight while they were editing? Well, I don't know. We just, hopefully we gave them something to edit, you know, but I guess we did, you know, I call it a, a journey from ink to behavior, you know, from the script to what you eventually put forth as the result. And uh, I guess we gave them a lot of results. Although the those are saying, don't be a result actor, let the process take you to the result rather than going to the result, you know. And uh, hopefully, the, you know, that I and the others gave them what they needed to, to do. And, uh, but Coppola said, yeah, well, editing, you just paste it together, so. But I'm sure he was right in there telling them what to do and uh, listening, but still, he had the final say. And how did the shooting of The Godfather compare with The Godfather 2? Because by that time, Coppola had kind of proven himself, and, and did the set feel different? Uh, it was different because of because it was more serious. Because with Jimmy Connors, always laughs. We have a lot of laughs, you know. He tell a joke, it would take Brando three seconds to get it. <laughs> but uh, the second one was a little more serious. But we uh, respected Coppola and what he asked for and got. And uh, well, both were different, but both were you know, unique unto themselves, but, uh, you know, terrific, terrific, you know. Sometimes I'll be watching TV and I'll see a part of Godfather 2 and say, let me watch a little of this. And I sit there watching the whole thing. I say, wow, what filmmaking, you know. Terrific stuff, terrific stuff. And I recently saw some behind-the-scenes photos from The Godfather, and there was one of you standing with, like, cue cards taped to your chest for Marlon Brando. 
And so I'm wondering what kind of memories do you have from, from shooting that and what kind of challenges were there? By reading them, I think it was a combination of things, maybe a little laziness, but also you think it could be more spontaneous and more alive if he was always searching for the lines. So we went along with that. You know, I, I tried that once in a project. It didn't work, but I, I, I think you can do it that way. But I think if you know your lines so perfect, you can still be very spontaneous. I'm trying to think of uh, when Luca Brasi, I'm trying to think of the story. May you, may you have a son, a beautiful son. And uh, that's what he says to, to Brando. So, so we got him to put a, write a thing on his tongue that stuck out said, may you have a beautiful son. He sticks his tongue out and says, fuck you. <laughs> oh my God, Brando laughed, but we all laughed. But once again, it was, a, it was if you're there, it, it, all those things help, you know, relax, relax situation. And Coppola would say, come on, we gotta be serious now. Come on, let's, let's go back. But he knew that uh, by messing around and, and uh, being funny, it was a relaxation project that helped the, 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 the overall atmosphere of the set, you know. But don't, don't be so, you know, so serious, da, 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 you know. And, uh, but so he, he welcomed those things, Coppola. You know, he said, come on, guys. You know, he, he knew it was very therapeutic. Do you have a, a favorite scene or moment from the film for you personally? There were a number of them. But I think that, you know, when I, I guess the one I go to, obviously, is when I tell him that Sonny was been killed. That, 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 I remember that. My wife is crying upstairs. I hear cars coming to the house. The Sigliere of mine. I think you should tell your Don what everyone seems to know. Well, I didn't tell Mama anything. I was about to come up and wake you just now and tell you. She needed a drink first. Now you've had your drink. They shot Sonny on the causeway. He's dead. That scene with Brando, yeah. Yeah. When I have to tell him that, tell him the bad news. Yeah. And did you feel that being in The Godfather impacted your career or impacted you personally? Well, I don't know that personally, but uh, I suppose it did. But my career, you know, it, uh, it, it helped everybody's career. But I always thought my, my the repercussions of that, of, 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 of the movie itself, would, for me, would come a little bit later than the others, you know, because I was always a late bloomer. And... Uh, eight or 10 years later it would help me more. And I think that was, that was the case. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you very much for taking some time to talk to me. And I was 12 when this film came out and it's one of the reasons why I went to film school and wanted to edit. And so it, it's a film that is so close to my heart. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening to this mini podcast featuring the great Robert Duvall. Cinema Junkie will return in May to its regular bi-weekly shows. Paramount briefly released The Godfather earlier this year in cinemas, and it was spectacular to see the gloriously restored print on the big screen. The home theater experience might not be quite as breathtaking, but the careful restoration overseen by Coppola will be well worth adding to your home collection. So till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.